When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Icons, did you ever watch True Blood? I was obsessed. I thought the men on that show, Alexander Skarsgård, Ryan Quanton, I was in love with him when that show was airing. And I thought it was just so good. And so that's why I'm so excited to tell you about the new season of the Truest Blood podcast. The Truest Blood podcast is fantastic. If you haven't listened before, it's hosts Kristen Bauer and Deborah Ann Wall who rewatch and tell true stories from the set of HBO's iconic series, True Blood. They discuss the episodes, the blood, both fake and real, and all the sexy bites in between. In this season of the podcast, they cover seasons three and four of True Blood, uh, where there's more werewolves, witches, and vampire royalty on the show. Plus, they have really great people who worked behind the scenes of the show coming on and talking about the show. Lots of that to come. I think we're all pop culture junkies here. And one of the things that I love about pop culture is seeing how the sausage is made. And so I think that's why we're all going to be so excited to listen to the Truest Blood podcast. So check it out. uh, And also check out the show True Blood. Watch all episodes of True Blood on Max and listen to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Are you looking for ways to be happier, healthier, more productive, and more creative? Gretchen Rubin is the number one bestselling author of The Happiness Project, and every week she shares insights and practical solutions in the Happier with Gretchen Rubin podcast. Gretchen's co-host and happiness guinea pig is her sister Elizabeth Kraft, a Hollywood showrunner. Join Gretchen and Elizabeth as they reveal fresh insights from cutting-edge science, ancient wisdom, pop culture, and their own experiences about cultivating happiness and good habits. Every week, they offer a manageable try-this-at-home tip you can use to boost your happiness without spending a lot of time, energy, or money. Suggestions such as follow the one-minute rule, choose a one-word theme for the year, or design your summer. They also feature segments like Know Yourself Better, where they discuss questions like Are you an overbuyer or underbuyer? A morning person or night person? Abundance lover or simplicity lover. And every episode includes a happiness hack, a quick, easy shortcut to more happiness. Listen and follow Happier with Gretchen Rubin, an Odyssey podcast. Available now, free on the Odyssey app and wherever you get your podcasts. Pat Wayne got me in a movie in high school. It was a Western. So I got shot off the roof and fell down. Did you have a stunt double? No, it was all me. <laughs> You're a really good storyteller. I know. Do you get it? Yeah. Right. You get it, right? I got it for the moment, yes. People always go, and I go, no. just meet the man. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> Hi, guys. Welcome to Everything Iconic. I'm Danny Pellegrino. Today on the show, we're going to be recapping The Real Houses of Beverly Hills, The Real Houses of New York. I'm loving both of them this season. This week's Beverly Hills, of course, wasn't like the greatest episode of all time, but I found it really enjoyable. I'm loving the dynamics on that show right now. And I'm truly, honestly, obsessed with the idea of Buca de Beppa by Dorit. I have never heard of a plotline on this show that I've loved more. It's truly insanity makes very little sense. She's just redecorating one room. 
what the fuck is that about? Why is she just doing the one room? Why did she do the whole restaurant? And it's like an Encino, <laughs> Encino, Buca de Beppo. And look, I like a Buca de Beppo. I do. And I can't wait until this pandemic is over and I could go to Dorit's Buca de Beppo room because there's nothing I want more in life than just sit down, take some photos of myself in that Buca de Beppo room for Instagram and have some family style chicken parmesan. That's what I want to do more than anything. I'm tired of this coronavirus. And look, I know we all need to stay inside and stay safe, but as soon as we all get the go ahead and it seems safe to go to the Buca de Beppo room, I am in. I'm, I don't think they take reservations at a Buca de Beppo. Do they? Maybe they do. And I feel like it's not one of the kind of places that's on like open table, <laughs> you know, that app. But, you know, either way, I'm going to get a table in that room because I, I don't imagine it being so crowded in Encino. Um, but I, who knows? Maybe Dorit's going to be getting those, um, those reservations up. We'll see. Anyway, I, we got to start at the beginning. Uh, I didn't recap last week's Beverly Hills, but I just want to touch on one thing. Uh, that is Lois, Lisa Rinna's mother, who seems like a wonderful queen icon legend. I really love her, but they do seem to be pushing Lois on us. I mean, and she's not really anything. She's like, it seems like a wonderful woman. She's not like super telegenic, you know? And she reminds me a lot of, I don't know if you guys watch 600 Pound Live, not one of the people. Uh, who are losing weight on 600 pound life, but the guy, Dr. Naz, I don't know if you guys know who I'm talking about, the doctor, he's the least telegenic person to ever be on TV. I've never seen someone in my life look less telegenic than the doctor on my 600 pound life. And he's the star of that show over there. I watch it and he's in every episode. He's the basically the host of that show, Dr. Naz. And he just has no inflections in his voice. There's no energy. He just walks in a room and says, how you doing? And he's just totally, uh, totally emotionless. And Lois does definitely have some more emotion than Dr. Naz, but they look alike, and I just feel like they have the same kind of vibe. And they really are just pushing Lois on us. How you doing? Dr. Naz. I love that show, 600 Pound Life, though. It's a great show. Um, but uh, they're making Lois happen, and she's not really happening in my eyes. Uh, but I also want to mention Garcelle, who, her tagline I mentioned, it seems like it keeps getting deeper. She's giving me that sexy Kathleen Turner voice where she's like, I'm going to get that part. And I listened to her new podcast. She has a podcast, and the other night I couldn't sleep. And I put it on. It was an episode with Heather Dubrow and one of Garcelle's other friends, a publicist. And it's all about sex. And I did not anticipate it being all about sex, but it's just Garcelle like saying to Heather Dubrow, like, would you uh, masturbate in Ikea? That was like a topic. That was the main topic on the episode I listened to of Garcelle's podcast. She's like, would you come in Ikea? And then Garcelle, at one point in the show, just said she would come on some meatballs at Ikea. And that's her words, not mine. So I apologize for the vulgarity. But that's what happened on the podcast. I listened so you don't have to. But now I kind of think you guys should go listen, because it's truly not something I anticipated. I didn't expect Garcelle to be making part of her brand sex. It's almost like she's doing um, like a Beverly Hills version of Candy's uh, Candy Coated Nights, where she does it on YouTube, where she talks about sex. That's the episode I listened to with Garcelle. I was surprised. Just a lot of sex talk, a lot of talk about getting fucked in Ikea by yourself. And there was like vibrator talk, a lot of stuff going on. So just go check that out. Again, very sexy Kathleen Turner type voice on Garcelle. I'm really into it. I'm loving Garcelle, you guys. Loving her. She's stunning. Stunning, stunning, stunning. And speaking of her, this week on the show, we open up with her actual friends, which make me laugh. She was saying they're my core friends. 
which is really code for like, these are my actual friends, not my coworkers. I know they try to make us believe that the coworkers are their real friends, but they're not. They're not. Uh, one of the women, though, is Will Smith's ex-wife, and it made me laugh that she got like the title Will Smith's ex-wife, while everyone else that was in this group event or this group hang, they were just labeled Garcelle's friend. And I wondered, like, why was Will's wife singled out? Because she wasn't, I don't know. I don't know. Garcelle revealed, though, that she did date Will Smith previously, and they all laughed about it. I love Will and Jada, you guys. I love those two together. So I, I would have liked to see Garcelle and Will together. But to be honest, I stan Will and Jada. I love those two. Those two crazy kids. And I, I don't know if you guys ever watched that Red Table Talk. I like that show. It's Jada just with people chatting. Ah, I love it. Okay, so those uh, group of friends, they meet, they hang, they chat. They talk about Hollywood men and how they're trash. They truly are. Uh, and I like this group of people. I would like to see more from this group because they seem fun. They seem like actual friends. Like, let's get them a show, maybe a spinoff or something. I'm not sure. Brainstorming here. Uh, then we cut to Kyle in her yard wearing a very aggressive outfit. I mean, she was hanging with the dog and she had like a hat on, just doing some hat work. And then her blouse had lots of words on it. It was like a something from Home Goods. And I couldn't even see what the words were. I'm sure it was like some nice designer, but there was just a lot of words happening. And I couldn't quite concentrate. Like every time I tried to get my bearings, I would look at Kyle's blouse and I'd say, what? And try to figure out what was said on it. Could not figure it out for the life of me. But Erica called. Now, Erica reveals that she's getting the birthdays together for this astrologer that she really likes. And then Erica asks Kyle about Denise. So Erica and Kyle are both having an issue with Denise. And I always say that when there's multiple angles for the feuding for a season of Housewives, that's when it's at its best. And that's why I think Real Housewives of Beverly Hills is so good right now, because there's so many different little feuds going on, and everyone kind of has different alliances with everyone else. So right here in this scene, we're seeing Erica and Kyle, they're bonding over their feud with Denise, but then later in the episode, it's almost like Erica's coming after Kyle, so they're feuding, and then just a lot of alliances are shifting very rapidly. And I think that makes for a wonderful show. And that's why I'm liking it a lot. Um, But Kyle says on the phone to Erica that Denise has a dark side. (laughs) Our baby's got a secret. Our baby's Denise has a secret. And uh, they show, it's really funny. They show the footage of Camille and Denise getting in fights. And that's how they're trying to like prove to us that Denise has this like tough side where she fights with people. And it just reminded me of Camille last season, who truly was unhinged. She just short-circuited last season, and she was just saying and doing all sorts of crazy stuff. And I was here for it. I love that Camille last season, even though I also hated her. You know what I'm saying? She was so wild, though, and everything she did last season was insanity. Insanity. Truly insane. So they say that Denise is overcompensating about the sex stuff. So that's the big thing is like Denise didn't want anyone talking about the sex stuff in front of her kids. But I understand where Denise is coming from. Like, yeah, she was married to Charlie Jean who had hookers and everything, but she did also try to shield the kids from some of it. So at the same time, Denise shouldn't have the kids at the housewife's party, right? Like get the kids out of there. They don't need to be there. We're not interested in seeing the kids. So why are you having them at the dinner? Like, get them out of there. But, you know, Denise, she's talking about the big dick Aaron and all that. So I, I don't know. I don't know where I stand on this. Although I do love Denise. I do love her. Speaking of, we then cut to Denise with her daughter, Sammy, who's getting ready for homecoming. 
the hairstylist came over, and I've never seen a bigger hat on television. That hat that that hairstylist was wearing, woo, it was large. It was large. I mean, talk about social distancing. I hope she's just wearing that when she goes to the grocery store and keeping people away, because that sucker was a big-ass hat. That was a big-ass hat that that hairstylist was wearing. Giant. Uh, and then Sammy, meanwhile, Denise's kid, a lot was going on with the hair. And as I was watching this, I was thinking to myself, do I need to start watching Euphoria? I tried the first episode. It was like a little too dark for me, so I stopped watching. But I was having like an existential crisis as I was watching this Denise and Sammy scene. Because I'm like, I don't even know what's going on with the youth of today. Because all I do is watch old ladies. That's all I do every night is watch our housewives. And I don't even know what's going on with the youths. So I thought maybe I need to reboot that HBO subscription and check out some episodes of Euphoria because I don't even know what the kids are doing with their hair now. I really need to, we all should do that. Maybe we should all just do a Euphoria, I don't know, binge or something so I can at least know what the kids are doing, their hair. Because I didn't understand Sammy's hair. She's all different colors. Are they still doing that? I don't know. I'm an old lady. I'm an old lady. Um, then we cut to Erica getting ready at Third Street Dance with her choreographer. Couldn't help but think that this would have been Lou. It was supposed to be Lou. Remember Lou from The Real Houses of New York? She said she was joining Chicago on Broadway, and now it's Erica. And and there's a sliding doors universe where Luann's uh, getting ready with hot honey rag and learning her dance steps. Learning a hot a trot. What do you call it? A hot trot? I don't know what the dance moves are called, but... Uh, Erica's learning, and it's so funny to me because normally we're so conditioned to see Erica in a dance studio patting her puss, right? That's the signature move of Erica Jane, just patting her Meredith Gray and getting down with Michael. What's his name? What's the, I don't know, Minion, or not Michael Minden, Minden, Mikey. Uh, so that's what she's normally doing, but now she's working with this other choreographer. She's doing jazz hands instead of patting the puss, and it's a shock to the system. And I'm trying to get my bearings. And by the time I get my bearings, Erica Jane sits down. She gets a video from the choreographer of the cast in New York for Chicago. They sent Erica Jane a video. And Erica cries, and I cried right along with her. And this is like the third or fourth time that Erica has cried this season. It's shocking to me. I think we're getting a totally different Erica Jane. I don't know if she said to herself, I need to open up more. But something's going on with Erica Jane where she's really doing something different this season. I'm really interested in it. I'm liking it. I don't normally love Erica Jane, but I'm loving her this season. Then we cut to Rinna and Harry Hamlin. They got the same haircut right now. I don't know if you guys have noticed they're sporting the same cut. And Harry got a Range Rover. Look, Rena's doing a lot of O work this season. She's When she saw the Range Rover, she said, oh! And then later on in the episode when they were talking about Shady Denise, she said, oh. So, Denise, there is a side of you that is going to be hidden. So, of anyone, the one that will have the most to reveal would be you. Oh. And then in the preview for upcoming episodes, we see her say, oh. It's just like a lot of, she's really finding different levels with the word O. And she's given different O faces. And it's really a, a sight to see. It's really a sight to see. Uh, Harry's in a play. I love Harry's salt and pepper hair, though. That was no shade. I think Harry's very sexy. I find him very handsome older man. And uh, they talk about Amelia. They're a therapy family. They talk about how it's important to go. I couldn't agree more. At one point, to end the scene, Lisa Renna just pulled a stray hair off Harry's face. He had one long stray hair, and I think we all can relate to that. 
How often do we look in the mirror and all of a sudden you see like one really long hair and you think, how did I never see that? Anyone else? I feel like once I hit 30, I'd go into the bathroom and I just look in the mirror and suddenly it's like a hair comes out of nowhere that uh, has never come out before. And it's long, like it's been growing for years. And you're like, how did I never see this? And then you kind of think to yourself, like, did other people see that hair when I was talking to them? And did they think it was crazy that I didn't just pluck it or pull it off? You know, or it's like one long hair off your neck or so, you know, there's always one stray hair. So you really related to that. I felt like that was, mm-hmm. I thought, mm-hmm. So then, you guys, we get the Buca de Beppo scene. Ah, the Buca de Beppo scene. I can't. It's with Robert Earl. He's the one who owns this Buca de Beppo. One of PK's besties and advisors. And PK arrived a little bit late. He came right off a plane. And Dorit was like, baby, PK, why do you look so good off the plane? And she was like acting like he was so fucking hot. Baby. Oh. Oh, my goodness. I can't take it when you're away, baby. I can't take it. Baby, why do you look so good coming off the plane? (laughs) And then Robert Earl was even like, you look so tan. They were all gaslighting us into thinking that PK was an attractive human being. And look, no, I don't mean to judge on looks, but I'm going to right now and say that I'm not going to be gaslit into thinking PK is good looking because there was a split second when uh, Dorit was like, oh, PK, baby, you look so handsome. And Robert Earl was saying, oh my God, you're so tan. There was a split second. Where I thought to myself, like, oh, is PK really attractive right now? And then, of course, they slapped back into my senses. But it was truly shocking, and I I don't know what they're trying to do to us. It almost worked on me, though. Almost worked on me. Now, they throw Dorit under the bus, and they say, like, oh, are you even going to put your full effort into this? And Dorit says, I give 120%. I can't do a Dorit impression. (laughs) What I wanted to say, and I think my husband can back this up. When I agree to do anything, Robert, I give 120%. Well, she does. She said she gives 120% with anything. And I just have to say, I'm tired of people saying over 100%. There's no such thing. You can give 100%. You can't give 120%. It's not a thing. I don't believe it to be a thing. So let's just stop that. We all need to think about that. Next time you're finding yourself about to say, I give 110%, just say 100%. Just that's all. 100% is 100%. We're not going 120. We're not going to 130. We're not going bigger than that. This subplot, though, is crazy. And they even talk about LVP and they do a little flashback. I wondered, like, did the producers have them do this storyline so that we can keep LVP in the mix in case she comes back? Is that the thing here? Or did uh, Dorit and the other one, Peikai, Peikai, did they just decide to do this? Like, what is the motivation here? It's so crazy. And I don't understand, you guys, if Pika and Dorit are so successful, and that's what they try to convince us, and they're not con men, even though I believe them to be con men. Uh, If they're not, though, and they have all this money, then why are they just getting into this strange business venture that I can't imagine to be profitable? And how is it even that, like, creatively gratifying to redecorate one room in a Buca de Beppo and and Sino? Furthermore, that room that we saw, is that the room that's going to be redecorated? Because it's going to take a full week to get all those little mini frames off that fucking wall. There was pictures of everything. I don't know if they just let people send in Polaroids or snapshot photos to hang on the wall, but there was a million fucking photos in that. And I hope the first thing that Dorit does is take all those goddamn photos off the wall. And that's going to take about a week. About a week because every square inch of that dining room was loaded. It was loaded with frames. So that's going to be a while, but 
I don't know, all those fucking pictures. So then uh, we see Kyle getting ready for Erica Jane's astrology night. Was Mauricio high again? He was just hanging out. He's always just hanging out, eating, being stoned, and I love him. God bless Mauricio for that. Really enjoying it. Then we see Garcelle and Taz getting ready. Uh, Taz is Garcelle's stylist, I believe. And Taz was also on Garcelle's podcast when I went to listen to the episode the other night. It said, like, Taz, and I was like, oh, that's Taz from Beverly Hills. So I didn't listen to that episode, but anyway, I love anyone named Taz. You know, I'm a huge Looney Tunes fan. So, you know, you show me the word Taz, and I'm all in. 100% on board. On board, it doesn't matter if you got a good personality or a bad one, I'm on board if you're named Taz. Yep. No questions asked. Uh, then we see Erica's house with Tom Girardi, and I don't know if it's because Ken is off the show, but doesn't Mr. Girardi seem even older this season? I know, of course, he is older, but when he was always stacked up against Ken, I think he seemed like a youthful specimen. And now with Ken off the show, I'm like, wow, Mr. Girardi is really up there in age. And he seems like a very sweet man, but their chemistry is not existent, right? And we can all agree. I like Erica Jane and I like Tom Girardi, but there's not a whole lot of like sexual chemistry or love chemistry or really any kind of vibes that I'm getting between the two of them other than a very odd relationship that's, I don't know, is staged or agreed upon, which if it is agreed upon, good for them. Good for them. But I'm just not picking up on a lot of chemistry. Uh, Teddy and uh, Kyle and Sutton, they're on their way. Teddy's in the car and is like about to vomit. And at this point, we were halfway through the episode and I totally forgot that Teddy was on the show. For about a half an episode, I thought, oh, she's, I, I didn't even miss her or remember that she was on it. And then they showed her in the car. I was like, what the fuck? I don't really know why Teddy's still around. I had read some theories that, of course, I don't know if you've heard this, but Sutton was supposed to be in the show as a main housewife, and then the husband wouldn't let her film the kids. And so she wasn't full-time anymore. And I had heard some rumors that maybe Teddy was supposed to be, just be a friend and then because Sutton had to, at the last minute, be demoted to a friend that they bumped up Teddy. I don't know that that's true, but that's a rumor that I heard, which was would make sense. It would make sense. Anyway, back at Erica's house, I can't believe that all these women travel to Pasadena. Pasadena's not close for them. Uh, but they all meet Tom. Erica says to Tom, you've never met Denise, but she'll be here. And Tom just said, okay, like Tom... <laughs> He's just like, get me out of this scene. I don't think Tom wants to film. Let him get out of here. Let him get out of here. Then they all, they're all they all wearing the pink dresses, and they think it's so funny. They think it's hysterical. Really, they do. I saw it even on the Bravo social media channels. They're all posting like it's the funniest thing that ever happened on the show. It's all wearing pink outfits. <sighs> anyway, uh, Garcelle, she's wearing the sex girl thing in her hair, and I think Garcelle's stunning, but do you remember when Dorit wore that a clip in her hair that a few seasons ago and every, everyone gave her shit. Now all the women are doing it. I do think Dorit's got some good style, and I do think she's usually ahead of the curb. Sometimes she has an outlandish, crazy, ugly style, I do believe. But occasionally she gets it right, and I think a couple seasons ago when we saw those hair pieces, I think that was her getting it right and really ahead of the curb, because we've seen it on other shows as well. Uh, while all the women are sitting down, Tom reveals that he went to high school with Pat Wayne and... John Wayne gave him a, I don't know, a cameo in one of his movies or something. I mean, this is how old Mr. Girardi is. And you know half those women were like, who the fuck's John Wayne? I know that uh, Teddy did not know who John Wayne was. I don't believe that she did. 
I mean, I know who Tom John Wayne is, but it was just like a funny little fact. And then Tom Girardi just was like, okay, bye. And then he left. <laughs> uh, before he left, though, when Denise showed up in the jeans, she was just showing up in jeans. God bless her. And Erica said to Denise, you get to meet my Tommy. And I just have to say, the words my Tommy are reserved for Rosie O'Donnell and Tom Cruise and myself and Tom Sandoval. So I would just like to uh, call out copyright infringement on that saying, my Tommy, because I don't think it should be referred to as between Denise and Tom Girardi. I just don't. I won't accept it. I won't accept it. So then the hot astrologer arrives. I really wish Big Dick Aaron was here for this. I do wish Big Dick Aaron just had showed up because I feel like he would have had a lot to say with an astrologer in the room. But the astrologer read all their charts. I recently had my charts read to me by Kat Locke, who's, uh, you can find her on social media. She sent me like a whole breakdown of my charts. and It was so fascinating. Uh, check her out, Kat Locke, K-A-T. <laughs> um, Denise, uh, the astrologer says, has a very intense chart again. And when the astrologer was telling Denise all this stuff, she just agreed with it because she wanted to move along. She didn't give a shit. Then the astrologer inferred that Teddy was up Kyle's ass. And I, I hate to stick up for Teddy and Kyle here, but I do think they're just genuinely friends. And it's so weird that everyone's trying to make it a big deal to me because I, I think any of us who have really close friends, it's not a weird thing to like sleep in bed on a vacation together. And they did that one scene with like a, a someone teaching him breathing exercises, but they're just close buddies. And so, I, look, I get that Kyle and Teddy are buddies. I get it. But everyone else has given them such a hard time. And I think they're all just trying to take down Kyle, which has been fun to watch. I got to say, it's been a fun season to watch because without LVP around, now they're all just gunning for Kyle. She's the queen bee here. And it's made for a very interesting show. I'm really loving it. Uh, but Sutton starts to go nuts and Erica shuts her down. And I was a little upset at Erica shutting Sutton down. I thought, why are you doing that, Erica? Let her go. She's Sutton's a, a ticking time bomb, and I love it. And if you would have just let her go, we could have had a great scene. But instead, Erica's like, not in my house. Anyway, uh, Kyle sticks up for Sutton. Again, the loyalties are all over the place. Kyle's sticking up for Sutton. And then Erica's now going after Kyle and Denise. Versus, Rinna's in the car with Garcelle and talking trash about Kyle. There's all sorts of allegiances. Very interesting. Uh, that car ride between Garcelle, Rinna, and Denise when they left was very telling. Uh, Garcelle said that Kyle's outfit was hideous. I don't entirely disagree. <laughs> I know that's not uh, nice, but I don't entirely disagree with Garcelle. But it was surprising to me that Garcelle got so vocal in the car ride, and I kind of wanted that from her in the dinner. She said in her confessional, she said, that's what girlfriends do. We talk shit. And that is true. Uh, but it seems to me that Garcelle is kind of trying to make a issue with Kyle, and it would be more interesting if they were doing it face-to-face. But it seems like she's just doing it behind the scenes in a confessional, and then when Garcelle was on Watch What Happens Live, she kind of shaded Kyle and talked about her. So I just want Garcelle to bring that energy in person. So hopefully she does. Hopefully she does. Uh, they all said that everything that Kyle was doing was annoying. They said she doesn't listen, she talks at them. I think all the women just hate Teddy and Kyle, and that's just, it is what it is. Uh, then we see Kyle and Dorit yelling at each other. I think Dorit is actually very jealous. I think out of all the women, Dorit just feels like Kyle has shut her down and shut her out. I think Dorit felt like her and Kyle would be besties, and now Kyle's and Teddy are besties. So I think that's where the problem with Eric or with uh, Dorit comes in. Kyle cries. She's cried every episode, and that's how this ends. 
Kyle crying. I feel like that's how every episode has ended this season. I don't hate it. I don't want Kyle to cry every episode, but, you know, next week we get a Santa Barbara trip, more Kyle versus Dorit, and Sutton versus Denise, which is another feud I did not see coming. I'm enjoying it. Enjoying Beverly Hills. Should we get to Ronan? Have you ever experienced a dry, itchy scalp or ever wondered why your color isn't lasting as long as your hairdresser promised? Well, unfiltered mineral-filled water could be the reason why. Did you know hard water is a leading cause of damaged hair and dry, irritated skin? And that about 85% of the United States uses hard water filled with dissolved minerals and added chlorine. That's where Canopy's new filtered showerhead comes in. Canopy, known for their beauty hacks and reimagined humidifier, has revolutionized the filtered showerhead. Dermatologists recommended this unique three-stage filtration system greatly reduces contaminants and odors in your shower water, leaving you with healthy hair and glowing skin. Best of all, the Canopy filtered showerhead is hassle-free. Installation is a breeze, and its unique quick-release filter replacement feature allows for seamless filter replacement unlike any others on the market. Go to getcanopy.co to save $25 on your Canopy filtered showerhead purchase today with Canopy's hassle-free filter subscription. Even better, my listeners can use code EVERYTHINGICONIC, all together one word, at checkout to save an additional 10% off your Canopy purchase. Hurry, your hair and skin will thank you. This episode is sponsored by Los Angeles Tourism. Now, y'all know I'm from the Midwest, but I've lived in California for so long, and I truly do love it here in LA. There's so much to do. My parents were just in town and said the same thing because we always have something to do when they visit. There's so much good food and drink here. There's lots of pop-ups, rooftop bars, year-round alfresco dining. I love being able to eat outside here all the time, but they really have so many different food options uh, that you can get all the time. Tons of great shopping and fashion. Uh, they just opened up a new shopping center right across the street from where we live. And it's just fantastic to be able to walk there. I love that. I love having the sun. I love the attractions, the studios, the lifestyle. You get all the Hollywood pop culture stuff that I certainly love so much. Uh, and also, you just get the wonderful weather. It's really a fantastic place. So I want to encourage you all to head to discoverla.com. Again, need more ideas for your next visit? Just head to discoverla.com. Ever since I saw Clueless, I wanted to have the most amazing wardrobe, and that includes all of the clothes inside the wardrobe closet, and that's why I'm excited to talk to you about Quince. Now, Quince has you covered with truly timeless pieces that never go out of style. You'll have them in your closet forever. Quince has all sorts of must-haves. I'm talking uh, Mongolian cashmere crewneck sweaters from $50. I have a blue cashmere crewneck sweater I got from them that I get so many compliments on all the time. I love it. Plus, iconic 100% leather jackets and versatile flow-knit activewear. The best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings all over to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices, along with premium fabrics and finishes. Love that. Makes you feel good about shopping with Quince. Uh, again, I've gotten a lot of stuff there. Just uh, good quality pieces and a lot of different options if you're looking to upgrade your wardrobe. So indulge in the affordable luxury. Go to Quince.com slash iconic for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Quince, Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash iconic to get free shipping 
and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash iconic. And I know I'm not perfect. Okay, God knows I'm not perfect. Oh, I make mistakes all the time. I'm Whenever trying to get better. That. You advise me a lot of things, Dorinda. I respect you tremendously. But I realize that for some reason you have a pattern. And I love you. Don't get me wrong. And when someone upsets you, you go for the drug that you go below the belt and you really hurt people. And I don't think you even realize you do it. And I think after I you do it, you, you feel bad about it. <laughs> but you do it all the time. So you should yeah. recognize it very well. Mm-hmm. You do it all the time. Zing. See, that's what you do. See, well, I'm you're trying to, You just wanted to... I no, don't want, see, that's I, what you I do, do Jordan. That's okay. I'm, I'm going to stop okay. right now. That's your problem. I'm going to okay. stop it now, okay? I'm just going right. to stop it because that's really... Okay. Dorinda is turning this all around, pointing fingers at me because she doesn't want to recognize her own fault. I mean, I can't even tell this girl anything without her just... Okay, last week on Ronin, we had that fall corn maze, which I really enjoyed. Although I will say, I'm not loving Sonia's drinking. And I love Sonia so, so much. I think she's so fantastic. She has these one-liners that can't be written. They're just perfectly delivered. She's so hysterical, so funny. But I'm finding the drinking to be very uncomfortable. It's like crossing a line for me. And when she was taking a piss in that cornfield and stealing the corn, I just was not... It made me feel really icky. And she's yelling at like the person who worked there, the owner... Ugh, it's not a, a fun thing to watch on Sonia. I like her when she's sober, and it's just getting too far to me. And then the Dorinda with the bullying Tinsley, it's just... I'm finding New York to be getting a little bit dark. I'm still really enjoying it. But I just want Dorinda to take a little step back and stop being so mean, and I want Sonia to stop being so drunk. So fucking drunk. She's wasted all the time. It, these dynamics are too dark. Uh, Leah said the orchard was bad crazy. She said that whole corn maze thing was, it was like not the fun kind of crazy. And I tend to agree with Leah here. I think it was just too much. And Ramona and Luann, they kind of know when to shift their personalities. Have you noticed this? I feel like Ramona and Lou are really standing out this season. They're both coming across nice. And Ramona's not as mean as she normally is. And Luann's not coming across as crazy as she was last season. I think Ramona and Lou just know how to kind of shift. And Dorinda and Sonia, I don't think, have the same instincts, but hopefully they will later on this season. I'm not sure. Uh, Let's see. Leah and uh, Luann and Tinsley, they meet. They're all sick. And Luann and Leah say that Dorinda just can't understand the silver spoon that Tinsley has. And I do agree that this thing with Tinsley doesn't make much sense at all. And Tinsley says, I don't want to yell. That's not me. That's not what I do. But Dorinda just keeps coming after her. And Tinsley's not even really responding to what Dorinda's giving to her. But I just wish that Dorinda would stop. Ramona even says that Dorinda's victimizing Tinsley. It's like when Ramona's <laughs> Ramona's the voice of reason here, like that's an issue. That is an issue. And they discuss at this little lunch how Tinsley should approach Dorinda. And Luann says, should it be like the Dalai Lama or Cardi B or Cardi Lama? And then, <laughs> you guys, Luann says, This is going to be totally, entirely up to you, Tilly. You're going to go Cardi B? You're going to go Dalai Lama? I don't know, sweetie. Which one is it? Cardi Lama. Go Cardi Lama. I'm telling you, you better go Dalai Lama. Otherwise, you're going to see Cardi B. She's going to gangster rap on your head is what she's going to do. And I quote, I'm telling you, you better go Dalai Lama or you're going to see Cardi B. She's going to gangster rap on your head. (laughs) Anyway, then we cut to Ramona's workout class. Ramona says to the workout instructor, my friends are so amazed at how I've slimmed down. (laughs) 
<laughs> Sonia shows up, and apparently this is the next day after that orchard, and we learn that Sonia threw up on the way home from that orchard. And I don't even know how she's alive, let alone at a workout class, because I'm much younger than Sonia, and there's no way I could do this. I don't understand how these people drink like that. It's just too much. Too much. Anyway, Ramona and Lou... Uh, <laughs> It's funny, we're all talking about this Dorinda fight with Tinsley, and Ramona and Lou just keep bringing up about how Tinsley's voice is annoying. <laughs> and they're not entirely wrong, but it's just so funny that they're focusing on that, when, like, Dorinda's being such a monster to Tinsley. And Ramona and Lou are just like, well, Tinsley's voice is so fucking annoying. <laughs> oh, it makes me crack up. Makes me crack up. Meanwhile, Dorinda's at the life coach, Dr. Daryl. And this looked like a doctor's office. It didn't seem like the kind of doctor's office that would have a life coach. But, you know, what do I know? Uh, Dorinda said she's sad because she stuffed her stuff away. And then the flood made her face all of her past. She's got to go through all this stuff, get rid of it, and think about Richard. And here's the thing. I am empathetic towards Dorinda, but she was so mean a couple seasons ago when Sonia was, like, bringing up her past. And now that's all Dorinda's doing. She's saying, I'm so emotional because of going through my history with Richard. And it's like, well, you were a monster to Sonia. She would not let... Remember when she was yelling in Sonia's face and she had like the bane popping? And now she's in the same place Sonia was a couple of seasons ago. And so, I don't know. I just feel like I don't love Dorinda this season. She's having an awful season. Truly, Dorinda hasn't had a worse season since this one. Uh, She's just sad and she's mean. So then Leah decides to bring all the women together to this Russian bathhouse. And I love this. I love that Leah has so much confidence. She has so much confidence just gathering these women at the place that they would never go to. And it was just a hysterical location for these women to go. I was so on the edge of my seat, waiting for Ramona and Lou to enter. Uh, Tinsley, when she entered, wouldn't give her jewelry to the front desk. She's like, nope. (laughs) Then they had some Russian-infused vodka. Which, you guys, I used to work at a Russian spa, and I also used to bartend at a Russian banquet hall. I mean, the clientele was all Russian, and uh, they do like to sip their vodka. I will say that. And uh, I love that they're all at this place. In a Russian spa, there's no better place. They do those, like, when they hit you with the leaves. I've done that treatment before. I forget what they call it. But uh, it's truly a great treatment if you have a chance. I know we can't really do all that stuff now with the pandemic, but uh, it's really, really fun and relaxing. I like any sort of spa treatment. Ah, I miss the spa. Don't you miss the spa? Uh, Anyway, um, when I used to work at that Russian banquet hall, they would always have uh, a band, like a live band. And so I would be bartending and the live band would play like Russian cover or they would play covers of American songs. And I remember them just like singing Celine Dion in another language. And it was just beautiful. It was beautiful. I mean, Celine Dion music in any language is a real panty dropper, if you ask me. You know, excuse my language. <laughs> excuse my language. Anyway, then uh, Lou says that she doesn't go to this part of town except for parole. Um, Ramona, though, I was expecting her to show up at the spot and be like so skeptical, but she just gave her um, uh, Cartier watch the front desk with no worries. And she's being nice. She said, I read the reviews and so I brought towels. So she brought her own towels. But she, the old Ramona wouldn't be so casual, calm, cool, and collected entering a place like this. And I love it. I don't know why Ramona's being so nice. She did <laughs> She did tell Leah that her in-between her tits is getting creasy. Did you hear that? <laughs> she said, you need to do something about that. She said, Sonia's are getting too wrinkly. 
the crease in between her tits. And look, you know what? Ramona just, she's trying to remain ageless. And so she's given us some helpful tips, some helpful pointers. I'm going to start moisturizing in between my boobies. That's what I'm going to do tonight. So, you know, I learn something new every day. Uh, then they show a close-up on this spa where it said grade pending for the, <laughs> for the health grade of the spa, which that would have made me a little nervous entering. Uh, when Dorinda arrives, it's re- she's revealed that she has fake boobs and Richard didn't know. Like, how do you, how did Richard not know that she had the fake boobs? I don't get that. I don't get that. So then the women all go to get these treatments by these hot shirtless men. And these women are so horny this season, especially Lou. Number one on the list is Lou. She is, I mean, I mentioned earlier about Garcelle talking about uh, masturbating in Ikea. And I could see Lou doing that because she's so horny this season. Every time she sees a man, she truly loses it. And these men who are hitting her with the leaves, I mean, Luann's having a good old time. She says, if I'm going to get, if I'm going to get beaten by a hot bush, let it be by two hot guys. Let it be by two hot guys. <laughs> I love horny Lou. Get beaten by a hot bush. Oh my God. Oh my God. I did feel bad for the workers because they were sexually harassing them. They were. It's just a fact of what was happening. That's what we were seeing. And it wasn't okay. I don't support that, but it's what happened on in front of us, our eyes. Then they all uh, go to lunch. Lots of group events. This Another week with group events on all, both of our shows, Beverly Hills and New York. Every single week, we're getting group events. We used to, back in the day, have plenty of episodes that were filler where we were getting a lot of side. People weren't together. Or they would film duo scenes. But it seems like they've really upped that. And I wonder if that was like a Bravo, I don't know, a thing. I don't know. Leah's the perfect fit, though. She somehow fit in wonderfully with these women. They talk about going on a group vacation. Ramona suggests Newport, Rhode Island. Uh, and then when they're all sitting around, Ramona calls out Dorinda. And she says, when someone upsets you, you go below the belt, which she does. And Dorinda says, you do it all the time, so you should recognize it, which is proving Ramona's point, Dorinda. I mean, come on, Ramona gave you examples. They show the footage from Cartagena uh, when Dorinda's like, I didn't get a mugshot over it. At least I didn't get a mugshot over it. I'm like, Dorinda. Dorinda's a mess. And I love me some Dorinda, but she's a big, hot fucking mess. Steaming pile of mess. I don't know what's going on with her. I mean, I sort of do. They tell us, but it seems like, it seems like a crazy version of Dorinda. Dorinda, she then called Ramona a living vampire who sucks the life out of people. And this is just the wrong thing to do. It's just the wrong thing to do, Dorinda. Back down and just apologize. Instead, she's just deflecting. Sonia then, meanwhile, says, we're in a Russian place, and this uh, fight could have gone another way. And what did that mean, Sonia? I didn't get what that meant. I didn't understand. Sonia. Sonia's starting to lose me, and I love her. I lo- she's one of my favorite housewives across any franchise of all time. But she's given us some weird layers, and I'm not loving it. I want Sonia to get back on track. Then we have a scene with Leah at home with her sister, Sarah. Leah's dating someone named Pita Chip, who owns a Pita place. And apparently, Leah sent him a nude a pita nude, and he texted her the nude thinking it was someone else. So he, he was like texting to one of his friends. And we all have to accept that, right? Like if you're sending out a nude, they're going to show it to people, right? We all have friends. And I, I don't know how many times a friend has been like, look at this nude, you know, look at this nude I got. So if you're sending out a nude to your boyfriend or girlfriend, just know that about five other people are going to see that. And then those five other people might pass it on. That nude's really going to multiply. So you just have to be aware and so and think about it. Think before you dick pic text. 
because it's something that's important. And I would have dumped this guy if I saw him do that. If this guy some was I was someone I was just dating was sending other people my nudes, I would have broke up with him. But Leah liked that. She said she likes ugly guys. And then uh, we see Ramona. She's playing matchmaker with her woman friends who are her friends in real life. <laughs> this is like another instance where she did invite some of the other women. She invited Sonia and Dorinda. But the rest of the women at Ramona's house were her actual real-life friends and not her co-workers. And I do think more than any other franchise, the New York women are real friends in real life. But, you know, Ramona's other friends were her real ride-or-dies. Elise is there, and Elise did some weird, like, detective work where she went in Ramona's nightstand. And I saw in Ramona's room that she had a cartoon of herself dancing. It was, like, on a card or something, uh, which was interesting to me. And Ramona said she needed... <laughs> the girl talk at this party, let's just say, is a little off. Ramona said she needed three condoms one night. <laughs> the girl talk was uh, a little crazy. Um, Sonia arrives, though, and uh, reveals that Ramona told Sonia to lose 10 pounds. And that's uh, where Ramona loses me. I said she was being nice, but now Ramona lost me. You can't tell people to lose 10 pounds. And Sonia looks great at any weight. She looks good. And uh, I'm glad Sonia said, I'm beautiful with weight on. Really, bitch? Sonia said. And I was happy about that. And Dorinda comes in and yells hot, uh, yells at Ramona. And she said, you brought up something that was three years ago, Cartagena, Dorinda says to Ramona. And then Sonia says, that was 17 diarrheas ago. And <laughs> that's a moment where Sonia really gives us a good line. I mean, no one else could deliver something like that. Like our Sonia Sonia uh, but Dorinda's just unhinged. She said, uh, Ramona says to her, I'm sorry you're so unhappy. Dorinda says to Ramona, I'm so sorry you can't land a man in your life. Then Sonia and Dorinda leave. I don't like that Sonia was taking Dorinda's side on this one because Dorinda's just being completely crazy. Uh, but Ramona changes and chases after Dorinda. And then Dorinda and Ramona have this little fake cry. Dorinda says, I need your support. I'm weak right now. And I get it. It's just tough to watch. I do understand where Dorinda is coming from. And I get that we all go through things and we take it out on people and we act irrationally. I get that. But it's tough to watch happen with Dorinda. It is. They end the episode by doing this little three-prong hug that made me feel really good. I love when these women just unite. Next week, we get the Newport trip. We get more of Leah wasted and being a little bit crazy. That's New York, you guys. That's our Housewives for the week. And Atlanta, you guys, the Zoom reunion, again, is just delivering. I'm loving it so much. I don't want it to end. I don't think in the finale we're going to get much Nini in the Zoom reunion because she left last week. She just closed that laptop and left, and I don't believe she's coming back. I don't know. I feel like Nini needs to move on. I don't think she wants to be there. And so if you don't want to be there, just go ahead and go and then come back in a couple of years when you feel rejuvenated and ready to participate. But we can't have people just leave in reunions, closing laptops. Speaking of, did you guys see the Vanderpump Rules reunion trailer? A lot of people, I they showed the footage, they showed just a screen grab of all the people from Vanderpump Rules. Like, in the little squares, and there was a thousand fucking people. They need to really lower that cast. There's too many people. I gotta do it. Gotta do it. But it looks good. I'm enjoying the Zoom reunions. Didn't think I was going to. Although I do hope by the time we're done with New York and Beverly Hills, they're able to do a reunion in person. I hope. Fingers crossed. Anyway, you guys, that's the episode. I love you all so much for listening. I'm Danny Pellegrino on Instagram and Twitter. 
Uh, I just posted a new Patreon bonus with Hannah Brown, friend of the podcast, so you can listen there at patreon.com slash Danny Pellegrino. Uh, if you uh, donate $4 more per month, you get access to all the bonus episodes I'm doing one a month. More importantly, it helps to support this podcast. So thank you all to, uh, who are over there. Uh, I love you all. We'll, I think, have an interview coming Monday, maybe, I believe. So stay tuned for that. Uh, if you want one of the t-shirts or any of that stuff, you can go to everythingiconic.store. We need to do a little cool down. All of these links are in the episode description. So let's all take a deep breath in. Hold it. Breathe out. Take another deep breath in, hold it, breathe out, and let's just take one more deep breath in, hold it, breathe out. Guys, I love you all for listening. Thank you. Stay safe. Thank you to the frontline workers. God bless. Um, love you. Bye-bye. Icons, I'm sure I've mentioned this many a time on the show, but I use DoorDash all the time, and I'm sure so many of you are right there with me. When you need a meal, you hop on DoorDash. And that's why I'm so excited to tell you about DoorDash's Dash Pass. It's the most affordable way to get anything in your area delivered to your door, helping you save lots of money, lots of time with every one of your DoorDash orders. So it's really a big saver with $0 delivery fees and lower service fees on your eligible orders. Dash Pass makes it super easy to save on restaurants or retail items, groceries, all your local favorites that deliver on DoorDash. Because I don't just get my meals. I also get a lot of groceries. You can get, again, retail items, local stuff. Dash Pass, too, pays for itself in just two orders on average, making delivery even more worth it. Plus, Dash Pass gives you special access to exclusive promotions, member-only menu items, all for just $9.99 a month. So get more from your delivery for less. Sign up for Dash Pass today only on DoorDash. Use code ICONIC24. That's ICONIC24 and get 50% off up to a $10 value when you spend $12 or more after signing up for Dash Pass. Subject to change, terms apply. Again, use code ICONIC24 and get 50% off up to a $10 value when you spend $12 or more after signing up for Dash Pass. Icons, did you ever watch True Blood? I was obsessed. I thought the men on that show, Alexander Skarsgård, Ryan Quanton, I was in love with him when that show was airing. And I thought it was just so good. And so that's why I'm so excited to tell you about the new season of the Truest Blood podcast. The Truest Blood podcast is fantastic. If you haven't listened before, it's hosts Kristen Bauer and Deborah Ann Wall who rewatch and tell true stories from the set of HBO's iconic series, True Blood. They discuss the episodes, the blood, both fake and real, and all the sexy bites in between. And this season of the podcast, they cover seasons three and four of True Blood, uh, where there's more werewolves, witches, and vampire royalty on the show. Plus, they have really great people who worked behind the scenes of the show coming on and talking about the show. Lots of that to come. I think we're all pop culture junkies here. And one of the things that I love about pop culture is seeing how the sausage is made. And so I think that's why we're all going to be so excited to listen to the Truest Blood podcast. So check it out. uh, And also check out the show True Blood. Watch all episodes of True Blood on Max and listen to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts.